0: The world, the world. All right, all right. Unexpected, right? She was great. Totally unexpected. I was like, what? That's Korean pipes for you, right? That's what's up. Sorry for the delay. I was having a problem streaming to DLive. So I had to kind of generate new codes and put it on. So I was like, you know what? Why not? Great music you know, and we could do it <laughs> and we could put it out. Um, everybody loves good music, especially when they're great covers, right? That those were great covers. So um I apologize for the delay. Today is the twentieth the twentieth of October. 10, 20, 20, 20. And so um, we expect a few things. Hmm. This morning, the president was on Fox and Friends, and I missed it at the time that he was live, but we're going to watch it together. And you know what was interesting? He said exactly what we were talking about yesterday. They are not talking about Hunter. They're not talking about Joe, uh, you know, and they crucified his son for a meeting they all knew he had that had nothing to do with exchanging money or bribery or funneling laundered money or anything like that. They even wiretapped the whole conversation, right? the whole conversation. They wiretapped it and they crucified him for 15 minutes. Yet when it comes to Joe Biden, we don't want to talk about it. So we're going to cover a few interesting things. Tucker Slade again last night. Thank you for pointing out what a demagogue is because, see, people forget what that really means. And again, it's a leader who makes use of popular prejudices and false claims and promises in order to gain power. In the end, when they do actually obtain this power, they don't provide the solutions because it was bullshit to begin with. There were never, ever any issues. So um, that was great uh, that he covered that, uh, that he uh, pushed that. I, I was I was very happy. I want us to see Christy Alley, a three-minute clip, her on Sean Hannity. I love Christy Alley. I mean, that woman is so beautiful inside and out. Um, I love her. Um, uh, we're going to look in uh, pre-election intimidation squads that's a real thing. Um, Raising my hand right here. Same uh, victim myself. All of us are actually. uh, We're being shamed into silence. We're being uh, kept uh, into a little corner uh, of you're evil if you vote For President Trump, you know, the whole usual. And then I want to talk about Alan Parrott. Um, You know, Anna Kite, I follow her. I'm going to play some of her um, uh, video uh, for you guys to watch, and we'll parse it together. Uh, In breaking news this morning, Google has filed an antitrust lawsuit. Uh, I mean... The DOJ filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google, which is great. And the um, actual uh, lawsuit that they're uh, looking to push forward with is quite interesting Uh, It's very specific and indicates uh, the issues that we have in monopolies. Something I talked about with Dish Network and, you know, everyone was in their own little world back then when President Trump was battling that out. And in the end, Dish Network lost and now you don't get HBO on Dish Network because monopolies. So in the complaint uh, that the DOJ is pursuing is that they have been creating exclusivity agreements that um, forbid pre-installation of competing search services. So, for example, um, you know, some phones are not allowing you to download duck. duck Go apps to search, um, or that you can't use other browsers. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, they're uh, time. Ty- they're um, entering into um, arrangements that force the pre-installation of their own search applications um, on mobile devices, and they're undeletable. I'm. I, I mean, I have a Google phone, so whatever. But I never use Google to search for stuff, unless I'm looking for like a movie theater, um, the close you know, whatever office or something like that. Other than that, I always use DuckDuckGo um, or my Tor browser. So you, they also have long-term agreements with Apple that require Google to be default um, exclusive search engine on Apple's Safari browser. So Uh, When you get an Apple phone, Safari um, automatically defaults to Google being the search engine. They have like these agreements that we dominate the search. Uh, And that's pretty crazy if you think about it, that you're forced to use one service and uh, generally using monopoly profits to buy preferential treatment for its search engine on devices, web browsers and other search access points, creating a continuous self reinforcing cycle of monopolization. I mean, guys in order to create a society that is um, governed by socialist and communist um, uh, rule, you need monopolies. That's the foundation of, uh, socialism. You need monopolies first. And we're seeing that happen every single day. Uh, companies being bought out, swallowed by the giant ones and, um, exclusion of people I found out yesterday and I didn't receive any notification from Spotify. So I got with them. Um, my, um, Podcast on Spotify is no longer available. So I went on through the podcaster side, uh, logged in, uh, s- you know, resubmitted my podcast, and it said, Sorry, this already exists. But when you search for it, you can't find it. So that's, um, I guess that's something that i have to put forward you know i'm i'm already you know filling stuff out youtube theft (laughs) spotify censorship no notification and i know i don't violate my numbers are pretty stellar on spotify i mean i'm number 45 love that number uh you know i'm always in the top uh 100 of news commentary shows globally on itunes um and 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 that's because people want to know the news. <laughs> I mean, how am I not abiding by community rules or whatever they want to call it? It's pretty weird when you have, you know, pedo talk on Spotify and all these weird things, but not that interesante. So that's censorship for you, right? <laughs> So let's, uh, let me just remind everyone that on Thursday I will not be having a Tory Sess show and will not have uh, our um, Amazon Prime feed show. But we're going to do the Amazon Prime feed on Friday, if that's okay with you guys. Or we could do it Saturday, whichever. And there will be an extra Tori Sess show on Saturday, um, 12 to 2. So um, I just wanted to put that out there to let you guys know Thursday is a um uh-uh. and Wednesday I'm going to be late. So it's not going to be 12 to 2, it'll be like maybe it'll just be late. I mean, I know a lot of you probably won't catch it, but I want to say 1 to 3, but it could be 2 to 4 depending on when I get back because it's something I have to do. Um just, you know, This whole, what does Ingram call it? Pre-election intimidation squad stuff, right? That's it. Pre-election intimidation squad stuff. So let's watch this clip. Pretty interesting.
1: Goodbye, Mr. Nice Guy. That's the focus of tonight's angle. So old Joe called a lid early this morning, meaning he's not making any public appearances until the debate on Thursday night. But come on, it doesn't really matter. There's simply no enthusiasm anyway for Biden out there. Well, unless you call this a groundswell. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a car guy.
2: I got a 67 Corvette, that's Goodwood Green. That's a 60, that's not a 67, that's a 427. That thing gets up and goes. Anyway,
1: choir, you must be freezing, freezing to death. Oh my. To prop him up uh, to create a veneer of energy, well, his big donors had to fund one of the greatest propaganda campaigns in human history. And of course, after being called out and exposed by President Trump as fake news, the dominant media was happy to oblige by amplifying the campaign's pitch. Really, the only one that they have, which is that Biden, if you elect him, he's going to get us back to normal. After all, he's so nice.
3: Normalcy, that seems
4: to really be a big part of the pitch, that Joe Biden is somebody who who will allow the country to return to normalcy. Let's get back to normal, steady the ship.
5: This is a decency
1: check on this president. Joe Biden presents um, a, a plan to get to the calm. The calm, the dignified old grandfather chasing around his grandkids all over the yard. Boy, do they think that you're stupid or what? It's all being presented and it's all being framed this way to throw you off the scent of what's really to come.
0: Yeah, because those children running around in the backyard will be crawling up his legs,
1: where his hair curls, Mm. punishment. Those running the Joe show have always hated middle America. That's why he was their perfect candidate. Kind of a Trojan horse from the old, slightly more moderate party to push through the new, far more radical policies. The marketing of Biden as this nice normal guy was funded and promoted by some of the most ruthless, the richest people in business, the media and entertainment. And once they get past the election, it's payback time. Former Labor Secretary Robert Reich and other liberals are pushing for something called a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. When this nightmare is over, it would erase Trump's lies, comfort those who have been harmed by his hatefulness, and name every official, politician, executive, and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe. Well, the more recent inspiration for all of this goes back to the post-apartheid era in South Africa. In other words, if you voted for or ever supported Trump, you're a little better than the same people who threw Nelson Mandela in prison. Their pre-election intimidation squads have also been at hard work in recent days. Check, what, uh, check out what happened at a free speech rally in San Francisco. Well, the handiwork against the African American organizer was a messed up—you know—front teeth, um, beat him in the face. These are all the nice people supporting Joe. Now Biden is as oh well I think he's he he he's sold, you know, he's sold about as this guy who cares about the kids. As his teacher union allies fight to keep those kids locked in virtual learning.
0: Yeah. He totally loves kids. And we're going to talk about unions because that's all coming down very, very soon. Uh, Turns out that they've been busy behind the scenes. I think Barr is actually moving the needle in a stealthy fashion, which really upsets me because we need to move things forward. Right. Uh, We need to move things forward very, very fast. Come on. It's 1020. Let's do it. Let's pull it. Let's do it. I need that trigger pulled that is a
1: real world disaster, including when a student has a Trump flag in the background during one of those hideous Zoom classes. 17 year old Anthony Ribeiro says he logged into chemistry class last week from home when what's behind
0: him quickly became a problem. His chemistry teacher asked him to remove his Trump flag.
6: He said if you're not going to take it down, it's unacceptable, and you're, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the class today. And at that point, I, I waved goodbye.
0: Ribeiro says it happened a second time in a different class the next day. He says he took the flag down that time, worrying it may start to affect his
1: grades. a smart kid. These are truly awful people. They're the so-called champions of diversity who want to cancel you, frighten you, and even scare your children from holding different views. Of course, on policy, Biden will oversee an unending series of these types of punishments, but a lot worse. They intend to pack the courts, make DC a state, raise your taxes, outlaw your guns, flood the country with illegal immigrants, just to name a few moves. And of course, using COVID as cover, they'll institute draconian lockdowns and other rules nationwide. And that will end up throwing millions out of work, all so they can reset things here in the United States and take power back for themselves. So under Joe Biden, this isn't going to be a government of, by, and for the people. No way. It's going to be a government of, by, and for the people who behave, who don't rock the boat who subscribe
0: to their group think and submit and bend the knee to the big corporations. We need to say that, uh, that is in fact the truth. So, you know, I love the fact that Laura Ingram decided to mock their voices. This is exactly what we need. We need to showcase just how ridiculous they sound and just how, um, terrible they are. Now, Let's listen to Christy Alley. I haven't seen this, so we'll be watching this together.
3: Is facing intense backlash tonight from the left after she announced her support for President Trump. Joining us now to explain is actress Christy Alley. Well, first of all, you're brave to come on this show. I give you a lot of credit. You will be hit hard. Uh, prepare yourself. Welcome to my world. You know, it's it's you know, the water's warm. You should rot in hell. Um You don't have a brain. They've attacked your deeply held and personal religious beliefs. Um, (laughs) Why? Why do you think it's that vicious? You know, they always attack the same
5: three things that, you know, I'm a fat, irrelevant Scientologist. So, but, you know, this has been going on for 40 years. So I'm sort of prepared. That really is basically all they, they have to offer. So. I honestly don't take it too personally because I feel that people are angry and they have the right to say what they want to say. And I have the right to block them if I don't like the way they speak. But And why did it happen? You know, it's funny because I've been talking about Trump now for several months. And uh, the other night I, I put out a tweet that simply said that I voted for him the first time and this time because he's not a politician. So then I got all this flood, I think thousands and thousands going do you know the definition of politician? Do you know what a politician is? Do you know what a does? Defi- and I do. And I know they know what I meant. And what I meant was that he's not a career politician. And, you know, we have a history in this country.
0: Let's stop one second. What does politician mean? So you go to college, you go to school, right? And you learn. And how do you, like, study to be a politician? Think about it. There is really no people. Are like, I, I study political science. <laughs> I hear a lot about that. A lot of people are poli sci majors, which is pretty much history, sociology, uh, race critical theory <laughs> and all that stuff. Right. A politician is not something you learn to be in school. A politician learns to be objective. A politician is a public servant, someone who feels that they would like to dedicate their life to serving the people. Now, doesn't mean your whole life, but it could be, you know what? This is really messed up. I'm a citizen. I've made tons of money or I'm a citizen and I'm broke as fuck, right? But it's all wrong. So I want to be your voice regardless of anything i want to be your voice that's what a politician is a politician is someone who i don't know in congress makes 174,000 and their net worth shouldn't be over i don't know 500 to 750,000 you know average joe <laughs> not joe ho ticket you know uh, how They started to say, well, he got this money pit and he made it big. We'll talk about his island. Let's talk about his offshore accounts. Let's talk about the shell companies. Let's talk about the other houses that are not in his name, but under shell companies. Let's talk about the boats, the submarines, the jets. We can talk a lot about that. That's not a politician. That's a thief or a businessman. Now, indeed, our nation is run like a business. It is. Because we are the employees and the product of that business. Okay? Let's uh, look at it from that perspective. Could it? Because it is run like a business. And someone who understands business understands how to operate on a global competitive scale. <laughs> Fairly. Right? So most of these people are crooks. Most of them just say, "Look at me! I went to this school. Nobody cares." Those are walkaway. I mean, didn't didn't Fredo just get a degree? Didn't Biden come last in his school? And and let me let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what your grades are. Remember, Einstein, Einstein sucked. Tesla sucked. Everybody who actually made a difference sucked at school. Craig Ventner dropped out. You know, look at Bill Gates. He got nothing, and look at him now. So your grades are nothing but showing that you can conform or you can or that you demonstrate that you master uh, what they tell you. OK, so I just wanted to say her point of politician is that he's not bought and sold because politician right now means I'm in bed with the swamp
5: of uh of people, in not as much currently, but of people of different occupations like farmers and tailors and oilmen and businessmen and generals coming in and servicing our country as the president of the United States. And even many of them, when they left, they went back to their, their other job. So I like that Trump has a lot of energy. I like that he he has more energy than any human being I've actually ever seen. And I think that mm-hmm. the big thing that I was mentioning in that tweet was that I'm really tired of career politicians. I'm tired of paying people to do nothing and take way too long to do it. And I feel like they have a... This is what I would do to solve this, <laughs> Sean. They have a, they should have a base salary. And then they uh, they should be paid... If they uh, have any accomplishments, like they should have a base salary and for every accomplishment. Yeah. Don't they hold your get breath. A performance bonus. Kind of like you know, a hooker.
3: You, 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 you spoke out. Very, I read your Twitter feed. You know, you're against socialism. You're against career politicians. You also said something. You took on Joe Biden, which very few people will take on. And that was on the issue of race. He praised as his friend and mentor, former Klansman. He partnered with that former Klansman to stop the integration of schools because he didn't want his kids going to schools that were racial jungles. Why does Hollywood accept that if you're a liberal Democrat, which they'd never accept from anybody else?
5: I don't know. I, that's It's why I you know, have to just think for myself, because, you know, when your gaffes are constantly, you know, when he said, you know, um, what did he say? You ain't black. if You're not voting for me. And then these constant gaffes that have these actual racist overtones. And I'm like, no, maybe you get one where you accidentally said something inappropriate.
3: Oh, it's but not one. It's,
5: it, it's pretty constant. It's, I, well, that, let me just say I, this. Biggest deal with I mean, it is constant, isn't it? Those are racist racial slurs.
3: Let me just say you have a lot of courage. I admire you for doing it. And I can accept liberal views. They ought to be able to accept our views, but they can't. Thank you, Kirsty. Pestel.
0: And that's true. They should be able to accept our views uh, because they're supposedly the tolerant ones. Yet it seems like we're the ones with the tolerance and they're not. Now, in other news, um, 50 Cent actually endorsed President Trump. And I think that's because he didn't want to be 25 Cent. Uh, he apparently saw uh, Joe Biden's, uh, you know, tax plan. It was like, up. Oh, I see myself turning into 25 cent. So I'm endorsing President Trump. That's what's up. So 50 cent is smarter than a lot of these radical leftists. So um, to avoid being 25 cent, 50 cent said we're going with Trump. I like my 50 cents. So, um. We're seeing a movement from uh, those that should be speaking up, that should have been speaking up for a very long time um, now. I mean, Christy Alley has always been speaking. Okay, let's be honest. She has. And uh, how do we fix this? Well, we're going to fix it after the elections. I'm telling you, after our president is reelected, we are changing. We are going to change the face of the way things run back to how they were supposed to run. We are going to make sure that every state has representatives that represent the people. We are going to make sure that on a state level, there is a dictation of what, who, what money, what term limits, et cetera, et cetera. And how people vote, how people go forward. You know what? Maybe we should put like a, you know, civics 101 question thing before you vote. Like how many branches of government are there? can you name them is it these three these three these three these three and then you can go and vote right <laughs> i think that's important uh, cuz there's a lot of people that <laughs> don't even know the three branches of government i mean it could have like a trick question like how many um, how many branches of government are there and it could be like legislative judicial executive and the fourth unelected <laughs> uh, <laughs> so just saying totally so let's uh let's go, okay, to what the president was saying this morning. Um it was quite interesting. It was very eye-opening and he made a lot of points we made uh on air here yesterday and it's important that we um listen between the lines. There we go. Listen between the lines. I like that.
6: Ainsley Earhart and Brian Kilmeade. We're exactly two weeks away from Election Day. We have a big morning planned for you, including in just moments talking to the president of the United States, Ainsley.
7: That's exactly right. And we are two days away from the debate. We'll be chatting with him about that, too. Right, Brian?
6: Yep. Uh, let's bring in now the president of the United States,
4: uh, President Donald Trump. Mr. President, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Mr. President. They said on a a conference call yesterday, you said over the last three weeks, you have a different feel for the campaign. You really feel like you're going to win now. What changed?
8: Well, a lot of things. It's just going very well. I think he's imploding. You look at all the corruption in his family. It's tremendous corruption. Nobody's ever seen. I mean, that laptop, nobody has ever seen anything like that. He's gone into hiding. He's done the lid again. He's in there for a long time, and uh, things are changing fast. And the numbers at the polls are looking really good, really, really good.
6: Mr. President, you bring up Hunter Biden's laptop. Many on the left and many in the mainstream media are suggesting this is nothing but a Russian disinformation campaign. What do you say to that? Uh, it's just crazy. I saw a shift, shifty shift yesterday.
0: Hold on. So, first of all, the president sounds. Really bad, doesn't he guys? You would be like, Oh my gosh, is he on there saying, Oh, you know, I'm sick? No, I'll tell you what that voice is because I have that every morning when I get up and I start to get my pipe sweat, and I'm on like a call, you know, um trying to work. <laughs> it's called, I just woke up, haven't had enough coffee, right? and my pipes aren't wet yet cuz as you'll see is as, as the interview goes on his voice becomes normal again and that is something just so you know something that people have who get very dehydrated when they sleep i get it a lot too so um, you know not like not like the sweaters you know like that my voice is a lot groggier um uh, when that happens. So the f- the first things first is before you go to bed, you should always have water. Obviously, that might wake you up, but don't worry, your body's a temple. And while you sleep, your bladder's not super active. But it will get you up early in the morning. And that's a trick. If you ever want to make a meeting and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna sleep in. You know what you do? You drink a lot of water right before you go to bed. I can guarantee you'll be up. I'm telling you that straight up. So I just wanted to point that out because a lot of people said the same thing. He doesn't sound right, but you're going to see how his vocal cords uh, loosen up a bit.
8: So they get up, say, this is Russia. I mean, he's a sick man. He is so sick. It is. We went through two and a half years of that plus. And uh, this guy, he ought to be put away or he ought to be, you know, something should happen with him. I watched him look straight at the camera and say it. And he laughs at it. They laugh in the back rooms at it. And thank goodness we have uh, John Ratcliffe that came out, the head of DNI. He said it's absolutely false. There's nothing, nothing to do with Russia. And it never did have to do. This was like with uh, Tulsi Gabbard and uh, Jill Stein when Hillary Clinton said about them. This is after the, the Russian hoax on me that they were agents of Russia. And you know what? I don't know either of them. They were not agents of Russia. They never spoke to anybody from Russia. It was the same thing. Adam Schiff ought to be investigated for what he does. He stood up, he looked at the camera, and he said, the laptop conceived and dedicated by Russia. This is crazy.
7: Well, this is a part of the interview that probably will not be played on other networks because they're not really covering this. But what if the names were changed? What if it were your name instead of Joe Biden's involved in this or one of your son's names instead of Hunter Biden? Would this be the top story on every single network?
8: Well, you know, it would be. And, and they uh, went through and put my son in particular over a 15 minute meeting with somebody from russia who met with everybody in congress over the years everybody knew And it was a meeting about something totally different and it it don jr went and it's so unfair what they have done is what they've done to this country and we're really uh, we're really hitting them back i mean we're hitting them back so so hard and i'll tell you i watched your interview with dave rubin that's true that's happening all over so nice that's happening all over the country I mean, people are in love. And what you said about Texas, don't worry about Texas. Texas is with us. They want to take away your guns, your oil, and your God. Okay, that's what they want. They want to take away your Second Amendment. They want to take away fracking and oil. They don't care. They want to take it away. They want to go to the Green New Deal. That's not for Texas. Texas is not going to be losing their guns, and they're not going to be losing their oil, and they're not going to be losing their religion or their God.
4: Mr. President, so uh, your next chance to bring this up directly with uh, Joe Biden will be at the debate on Thursday night. And among the categories is national security. That would be your option to bring this up. Now, people in the past, presidents in the past have had siblings or relatives that are problematic. Roger Clinton had his issues. I remember Billy Carter's, uh, Billy Carter with Jimmy Carter's his issues. But I think this issue would makes it relevant is what Joe Biden had to do with this. What question do you have for Joe Biden in the debate? So people don't think it's a family issue. Uh, it's more about the vice presidential issue, some would say. How do you plan on parry, uh, parrying that uh, issue?
8: Well, this is far bigger than Jimmy Carter. I mean, this is a, a, an issue that's, I mean, his son walked around like a vacuum cleaner, but they say right in, look, this is the laptop from hell. They say right in the laptop that, you know, the big man has to get 10%. And then in another case, they say 50%. This is a 100%. This is, and even if he didn't get, and he does get, and he lives like a king, even if he didn't get all of this money, and everybody's known this in Washington for a long time. This isn't surprising. Nobody's surprised by this. But even if he didn't, you can't go to China and have the sudden walk out with $1.5 billion to manage. You can't go to Ukraine and have him get $183,000 a month with a $3 million upfront payment. You can't get $3.5 million from the mayor of moscow's wife three and a half million dollars and you have no experience you didn't have a job until your father became vice president it it's disgraceful. what if he what says i don't know anything about and the media, this and the media can't cover it the media refuses mr. to cover it mr president it what if he just says i don't know
4: anything about that that's my son's thing i don't know anything about it i hear romania is coming up too so what if he says that's his thing you know he's a grown adult
9: no, Roman-
0: stop Why are you giving a Joe Biden out? Besides, couldn't the president say, well, my son was just having a meeting. I don't know anything about that. Why couldn't he say that? Oh, it just applies to Joe Biden. Right. Because there's like conspiracies saying that Hunter was pissed that people were throwing him under the bus and he let it go and he cooperated. Could be that the laptop was what they had saying, if we don't have this, um, you're going straight to jail. Do not pass go. No collection of $200. Who knows? Regardless, there are crimes in there. There are emails showing quid pro Joe and Beijing Biden's, you know, business dealings. So why is the media silent? They're criminals. They are not doing their job. But again, I say it. There is no free press. The First Amendment does not apply to any of these clowns because they all are funded by interests. So they are, in essence, not free press.
8: And is coming up. But no, nope, but they say right in there that the father is going to get 10 percent. Brian, you don't have to know anything about it. And to be honest with you, even if it wasn't, you can't go and go with your father. And every stop you make, you pick up a billion dollars. You can't do that. You can't do it. But he got a kickback. You know, in the old days, they used to call it a kickback. But there's no better word. The vice president got a kickback, and everybody knows it, and they've known it for a long time.
6: Mr. President, Brian brings up the debates and how you'll address this into the debates. We want to talk about some of the changes to debate format in just a moment, but one more on this Hunter Biden issue. Um, we've addressed that the mainstream media and many on the left are calling this a Russian disinformation campaign. You addressed that. Many of the facts now, though, are being confirmed and authorized. And some are asking, will you appoint a special prosecutor to investigate this? In fact, 11 House Republicans um, have since letter. they said the following, re-request the Department of Justice immediately appoint an independent unbiased special counsel to investigate these, these issues that have been raised, as well as any corresponding legal or ethical issues that might be uncovered from the former vice president's 47 years in public office. Will you be doing that? Will you be appointing a We've special prosecutor? we got to get
8: the attorney general to act. He's got to act, and he's got to act fast.
6: Why do they keep asking for special
0: counsel? Special counsels means that they have complete control and hardly any oversight of what they do. No, no, no. This is why we have an attorney general and an assistant attorney general like Follow the rabbit. I mean, he's been doing everything for Attorney General Barr. Come on, Bill, move it along. Let's get it done.
8: He's got to appoint somebody. This is major corruption. And this has to be known about before the election. And by the way, we're doing very well. We're we're going to win the election. We're doing very well. If you look at all of what's happening and all of the people that come in and don't come in, you take a look all around the country. And with Texas early voting, those are our votes, too. And we're doing well in tech. I mean, I just got a report we're doing great in Texas, but we're doing great all over. But forget that. This has to be done early. So the attorney general has to act.
7: Uh, Mr. President, the commission has changed the debate rules for this last debate in two days, they have implemented a two minute uninterrupted rule. So they're gonna have basically a mute button. They're gonna mute your microphone while Joe Biden answers for the first two minutes and then mute his when you answer for the next two minutes. What are your thoughts?
8: Well, I think the whole thing is crazy. This commission, I had problems with them four years ago where they uh, stifled out my mic during my conversation with Crooked Hillary. And uh, you know, they muted my mic. They did a whole thing, they did this to me already. Uh, They modulated it at the time, and they actually had to write me a letter of apology, and they did it on purpose. Look, these people are not good people, this commission. Uh, A lot of fun things go on with them, Uh, and frankly, uh, Kristen Welker, who I know, and, you know, I just went through Savannah Guthrie. I knew what I was getting into, and it worked out fine, but she was out of line. She was totally out of line. And so was Chris Wallace. I know you'll defend him, but so was Chris Wallace. He was terrible. It was like two on one, and that was just fine with me. But at least they should admit that it was two on one. And the funny thing is, Biden doesn't even do a show. Biden won't even go on a show. He'd get killed if he ever did the show. He couldn't. He couldn't do Chris's show. But uh, Kristen Welker is terrible. I mean, she is uh, totally partisan. Her father and mother are big supporters of Joe Biden for a long time. They're supporters of the Democrat Party. And she deleted her entire account. And I was the one that told you people about Scully. Scully was no baby either. And then he got, got caught lying with his famous, oh, they hacked my account. You know, every time somebody gets caught, they always say they hacked my account. They said, "That's here we go again with the hacking. So he, he has a problem. But Kristen Welker is far worse than Scully. But I do it anyway. I mean, I do it anyway, but this is the way it is. It's so set up. It's uh, pretty right. incredible that we've been winning for so long. It's what you get right down. To.
4: So whatever the playing field is, you're a sports guy by uh, trade. you got to adjust to it. Having said that and looking that's back not at the fair,
8: I mean, right. it would be nice to have a host that can be, you know, not necessarily right. a contributor to the campaigns uh, and the Democrats. It right. would be really nice. There are people out there that could be neutral. Kristen right. Welker cannot be neutral at all. Well, having said that, that,
4: and Chris said he, uh, Chris said he was neutral. But just moving on to this debate, yeah, he what, was neutral what's, for
8: who? For what,
4: himself. What's going to change uh, for your strategy, well, re- regardless of uh, moderator, format, mic? What's your strategy? Are you using anybody different to get you ready? And after studying and dueling with Joe Biden once already, what have you learned? What's going to change? You're going to interrupt Joe us.
8: lies. And he lies a lot and he'll say things that are crazy and he'll think people are supposed to believe him and they take ads and they put ads in on things that never happened uh far worse than hillary hillary was a much smarter person than him but they play a much dirtier game and she was dirty look i mean with the emails and everything else i'm not talking about that i mean she she was terrible so will you take some of your time to correct him dishonest game they will put an ad in about something that never happened and pretend like it happened, will you take some they of your are time? Very dirty players. Will
4: you take some uh, of your time and answer the fun. previous question, like Mike Pence did, and then answer their question?
8: Well, look, I do my own debating. I do fine, and I do my own debating. And a lot of people said I won. If you look at the Hispanic, uh, very interesting, they did a Hispanic population poll. And I was at 77%. And a lot of people thought, look, when somebody stands there and he lies, 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 I like to challenge it at the time because you don't have time to go back.
6: Mr. President, just to follow up on what Brian's asking, though, after that first debate, there are many who suggested if you just let Joe Biden share his ideas, America might not be too keen on those ideas. In fact, Ari Fleischer last night on handy said the president should interrupt less. Will you change your strategy in this last debate from your first debate?
8: Well, I may do that. Actually, the interesting thing, they said if you let him talk, he'll lose his chain of thought because he's gonzo. And I understand that. But I also understand that as he's going down the line and issuing lies, <coughs> you know, Excuse generally, me. it's okay to, you know, really attack that. But but there is a chain of thought that you know there are, there are a lot of people that say let him talk because he loses his <coughs> his uh, train. He loses his train. He loses his mind, frankly. But look at yesterday. He walks out of a store and the right. the media standing there, and they asked him, "What flavor ice cream did you get?" I mean, think of I this. know. They never asked me a question like that. I want them to someday, but they never asked me a question like that. What flavor ice cream did you get?
4: So just real quick, the the other area in which there's foreign policy uh, is not coming up in this unless you go there, unless you bring him there. And if you look at Joe Biden's foreign policy, he's the one whose former secretary of defense said (laughs) Joe Biden's been wrong about every foreign policy and national security decision for the last 40 years. He's never been asked. About Libya. They killed Gaddafi and they made it a terror university. He's never been asked about ISIS pulling out of Iraq and calling ISIS the JV team, at least the president did. He never answered about how China was able to build islands and militarize them, and they did nothing. When is he going to be held in account for that? Are you going to go out of your way to do that?
8: I will, but there's a lot to talk about in a few minutes, and this was supposed to be a foreign policy debate, and now all of a sudden, we're talking about things that are not foreign policy, and frankly, it was a change that they made that was far bigger than the mute button. I mean, frankly, but they they made a change, and it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened.
7: Right, let's talk about your schedule today.
8: You know that. I mean, this yeah. was all going to be foreign policy, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they made this change. Now we're talking about other things. All right, and tell it's us. It's not appropriate. Look, the commission has lost tremendous credibility. They lost it with me four years ago when they modulated the mic. I understood that. And you look at who's, look at Bob Dole. He wrote a letter saying that he knows the people and these are not the right people to have. Mr. He, he was very nice in writing that. I Mr. Must say President, Bob Dole.
7: have you heard back from the commission? Because I know that your campaign was raising some objections about the fact that this is supposed to be a foreign policy debate. And they sent a letter to the commission. They said uh, that they agreed to the debate, your campaign did, because you agreed to focus on foreign policy. And when you look at the topics, that's not included.
8: Well, we want the debate and I know they're discussing it. And yeah, I mean, they're talking back and forth with the commission. They want to have it be at least uh, not fair because it can never be fair with Kristen Welker. it's not going to be fair, but it would be like Scully or like Chris Wallace, but it would be, you know, like somebody, this can't be, there's nothing fair about this debate. But that's OK. Hey, look, uh, Savannah Guthrie, I knew what I was getting into. I've been with her for a long time in terms of uh, interviews. And that was crazy. I mean, she was jumping out of her seat, but it was a good interview. We got very high marks on that interview. But she was I thought she was totally out of control, President Trump. out of control.
6: President Trump, you've had a very busy schedule. You have a very busy schedule coming up this week. You have a rally in Erie, Pennsylvania, tomorrow in North Carolina. um, Vice President Pence is going to New Hampshire and Ohio, Cincinnati, and Portsmouth, Ohio, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, excuse me. Um, Let me tie this into the debates, actually. Last night or yesterday, we heard you in Arizona talking about um, the very stark choice Americans have between them, between a potentially socialist future and economic recovery. But I want to bring this back to debate because you told Brian there's a lot to talk about not just foreign policy. So in this debate this week, what do you think is the starkest contrast? The number one issue voters need to consider that's different between you and Joe Biden. We've had a lot of different issues come up, law and order, the economy, COVID, shutdowns. But what's the number one stark contrast in your mind between you and Joe Biden?
8: okay so many individual things whether it's second amendment or uh, energy or all of these things they want to raise your taxes i want to lower your taxes regulations all of that but the bottom line the american dream the great american dream versus being a socialist hellhole because they're going to turn us into a socialist nation we're going to be no different than venezuela
10: this is a movement i'm telling you they're not
11: going to stop and they
7: should not. These people are tearing up just... third straight night, Portland police
2: declared a riot. The vast majority of the protests have been peaceful.
7: Over the weekend, 59 officers injured and 47 people arrested.
6: <laughs> New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announcing a proposal to cut a billion dollars from the New York City Police Department.
11: We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department! This has been declared a right.
3: You won't be safe in Joe Biden's America.
2: China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. We want to see China rise. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. They're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a co- they're, they're not, not competition for us. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region of the world and selfishly for the United States. We want China to grow. What are we What are we worried about? Because Donald Trump adds fuel to every fire.
9: We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. It has no place in America.
2: Because he won't stand up to any form of violence.
9: To anyone who acted criminally in this weekend's racist violence, you will be held fully accountable.
2: Antifa's an idea.
9: Those who spread violence in the name of bigotry strike at the very core of America.
2: He's got no problem with right-wing militia, white supremacists, and vigilantes with assault weapons.
9: But many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo Nazis, white supremacists,
2: and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you gotta be
0: not I hope that gave you a great overview of what biden stands for what the president stands for and what a biden's america looks like beijing biden made it clear he's with china of course he is 1.5 billion dollars of course you'd be with them of course you would now let's listen to the rest of what our president has to say here
8: and i'll tell you what it can happen It can happen. Venezuela 20 years ago was unbelievable. And now they don't have water. They don't have food. They don't have medicine. The only difference is we'd be much bigger. But that's what it is. It's the American dream versus a
6: socialist hellhole. And what what I'm sorry, and what specifically would you point to with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that would take us to that socialist hellhole?
8: Well, everything, you know, socialized medicine. They want you to go to a hospital. If you have a cold, take away your health care. They want to take away 180 million incredible health care plans that people love, that people love. I mean, you can go down a list forever. They want to take away your guns. They want to take away. They want to defund your police or at least radically change your police. Look what they're doing in Minneapolis. Look what they're doing in Seattle. They want to destroy your police forces and at at the same time, take away your guns. So you can't protect yourself.
7: So I understand Melania is going to join you today on the campaign trail. This is the first time we've seen her since her diagnosis. with she uh, will. With
8: no, how's doing she great. doing?
7: and how's your son?
8: Really good. She's going to be, I'm going to Erie, Pennsylvania today, which is, which I love. You know, that was always a damn stronghold. And then I came along and we shook it up. Yeah, 40, Erie, you got, Erie is great. You got Erie, almost 49% Erie.
7: in Erie County in 2016. Yeah. Hillary got 47%. What's your message to those folks and all the folks living in the battleground states?
8: Well, just that you know, the economy is coming back so strong. Nobody ever thought we built the strongest economy in the history of the world. And then the plague came in, the China plague and very, very. And we are not forgetting it. And China knows that we're not forgetting it. But the plague came in. We closed it down, saved millions of lives. And now we've opened it up. And we don't only have a V, we have a super V. We are recovering at a level that nobody else in the world has recovered and we went down less, and we've recovered faster. And, you know, we 7.8 doesn't sound unemployment. 7.8 doesn't sound good. But I remember your show three months ago, four months ago, they were talking about possibly having unemployment of 42%. Right. And we're at 7.8 and heading down rapidly.
4: So, Mr. President, right now with cases, you have 36 states with increase in cases. You have Europe uh, all going up. Wales is basically shutting down. Nine cities in Paris are under restrictions and the UK is on a virtual restriction, depending on the city, depending on the time. If the numbers keep going up and we don't want to shut down again, what is the plan to live with it while steadily staying safe from it?
8: Well, we are living with it, and we're having the vaccines coming out very soon. With or without the vaccines, we're rounding the turn. But we have the vaccines coming out very soon. We have the therapeutics that are incredible. i tell you what, I had Regeneron. I was not exactly feeling the greatest, and I had Regeneron. I felt like Superman a day later, and, you know, I got better very fast, very, very fast. What they've done under this administration in terms of the fda and getting (laughs) things approved things that would have taken brian two or three years i got done in two weeks And the the FDA has been great. They've all been great. And now the vaccines are coming out. That's going to help it. But we're we're doing much better than Europe. And I mean, Europe is getting hit pretty hard. We're doing much better. And we will never shut down. We shut down. We understood the disease. We're protecting our elderly, unlike what they did in New York, where they did such a bad job, Cuomo. We're protecting our elderly. We're taking care of those because they are susceptible, especially if they have heart or diabetes or problems. But uh, we understand the disease. No, there will be no shutdowns.
6: Mr. President, you bring up Governor Andrew Cuomo. He's raised some questions. He says he's skeptical of a potential COVID vaccine. In fact, if you'll take a listen, we can play it for you right now what he had to say.
2: I don't believe the American people are that confident. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine. It was new. It was done quickly. But trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine. And they should be, we're going to put together our own group of doctors and medical experts to review the vaccine. And if they say it's safe, then I'll go to the people of New York and I will say it's safe.
0: Wait a minute. So what did nipple ring wearing Cuomo say? That if the federal government decides to roll out a cure, a vaccine, he as the governor of New York will then have his own team examine it before he tells the people of New York that it's safe. Are we going back to the seventeen hundreds? Do you remember the story? Do you remember how each state was independent and wanted power over their land? Are you seeing a repetition now? Can you see where we're at? How can a governor of a state override the FDA, the CDC, the department of health and the president of the United States to the constituents of the president of the United States, their money funds all of this. And where is he going to find the money to hire his experts? What experts is he using? Is he using non FDA, non CDC, non department of health? Like what is going on here? This is a little bit, um, um, what is it called cuckoo for cocoa puffs right
6: uh with that credibility governor cuomo saying people should be skeptical of a potential vaccine what do you say to that mr president
8: so he's going to put together the same group of people probably that he used to put together in the nursing homes where 11,000 people died because they put heavily infected people in with the general population is that the people he's going to use to help us out no it's not it doesn't work that way there's a case of a politician That's so sad. We have Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna, the greatest companies in the world. This has nothing to do with government. And they've come up with incredible vaccines. And when a politician is a real low life, when a politician is willing to say that and kill people and scare people from using something that's going to be great and really solve a big problem, They ought to be ashamed of of themselves. I mean, he probably listens to his brother, Fredo. You know, Fredo has bad ratings on CNN. He probably listens to Fredo too much.
7: So let's talk about the confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, I know that the Judiciary Committee is going to vote today. It looks like it's going to go to the floor over the weekend. Uh, Chuck Schumer is saying this is too rushed. Listen to this.
12: The Republican majority wanted to jam this nomination through before the election. The Republican majority is running the most hypocritical, most partisan and least legitimate process in the history of Supreme Court confirmations. Instead of ramming through a Supreme Court nominee in the most hypocritical of circumstances, the Republican majority should be working with Democrats on a real comprehensive COVID relief bill.
7: Mr. President, what's your reaction?
8: so uh, this is a process that justice ginsburg said a president has four years not three years and we're not ramming anything through we have a lot of time i mean we have a lot of time and she's phenomenal she's become a star the way she answered questions the mind her background her intellect i mean she's become a major star in this country people love her I tell you what, if we ever didn't ram her through, as he said, we'd have a problem because people would be angry as hell. They love her. She's going to be a fantastic justice of the Supreme Court for many, many years. And all we're doing it is during my term. I mean, I'm here. Hopefully I have another four years. But, you know, I've had three. By the time at the end of the term, 300 federal judges and three Supreme Court justices. That's an incredible thing. That's a record. And there's never been that before. So, you know, they're unhappy, but uh, President Obama couldn't get people through. I mean, he was unable to get people through. He was unable to do a lot of things, to be honest with you.
4: And uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes, because it's supposed to be a voting committee this week and then a floor vote the next week, and she could be through uh, right it's away gonna go well. in
8: November. It's going to go well, really Mr. well.
4: Mr. President, could you bring us into the play-by-play of the rescue package? It's been 91 days since any type of rescue package uh, came from uh, Congress that you have signed. And we know the American people are hurting. It's been so long. If you're in the hospitality industry, which you're very familiar with, they've been devastated. If you're a waiter or an actor, you've been destroyed. So now we understand that Steve Mnuchin, your secretary of treasury, and the speaker have been speaking for a long time and something could be offered as early as today. What could you tell us? Because Mitch McConnell isn't exactly on board with those negotiations.
9: Well, he'll
8: be on board if something comes. But but let me just explain that... It's very simple. I want to do it even bigger than the Democrats. Now, Not every Republican agrees with me, but they will. But I want to do it even bigger than the Democrats, because this is money going to people that did not deserve what happened to them coming out of China. Now, to just put it very simply, we want to do it. But Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to do it. We'll see whether or not she changes her mind. But we want to do it. Because people need help and they should get help. Well, she's at two point four. Strongly coming back, Mr. President. She's at two
4: point four trillion, and you want to go bigger than that? John Thune says
8: she's at two point two. Okay, I would like to go. I would be willing to go more because I think that number one, I view it differently. We get the money back, the government. It gets the money back ultimately anyway, and it's better than unemployment, and it's better than all of the other costs associated with the alternative. So I want to go. I would rather go bigger than that number, but we'll see. But here's the problem. She doesn't want to do anything until after the election because she thinks that helps her. I actually think it helps us because everyone knows that she's the one that's breaking up the deal. Now, they are talking. Let's see what happens. But I would rather go bigger than her number.
4: Senator Thune says he doesn't want to even go close to $2 trillion. Would you pass yeah, this we'll with mostly Democratic votes? Thune. Would you pass it with mostly democratic votes i'd take
8: all the votes you could get whether it's democrat or republican
7: okay well even if it's and a you smaller would have, number have a
8: lot of democrat votes and you have republican votes too i'm but okay even, with that even doesn't if it's a smaller
7: number why don't they just vote for that amount whatever they can agree to a little because bit is better Nancy than
8: nothing she doesn't want to approve anything look she's made it very difficult very very difficult we're talking about money going to the american people that got hurt And they shouldn't have been hurt. This was caused by China. They shouldn't have been hurt. And we shouldn't be punishing them. And we're punishing them because of Nancy Pelosi. Now, maybe she changes her tune. And I can tell you there is a little bit of that. And that would be a very positive thing for the American people.
6: Mr. President, um, certainly stimulus for those who had their government or had their businesses shut down by the government, by mandate, is important. But helping people by opening up seems to be one of the biggest economic stimuluses we could offer. I know you've had a back and forth with Dr. Anthony Fauci over the last 24 hours. We'd love to ask you about that. But this idea that we need to open up our economy balanced against rising cases in many states. What's the right path for us right now on opening up our society?
8: Well, we have to open up and we live with it and we open up our schools and I'm the one that got Big Ten and Pac-12 football back. You know, I got that back. That wasn't coming back and I got it back. Hope people realize that that was pure and simple me or whatever, but uh, and I'm very happy. We have to open up now, Barron, a young man, very young, strong. He got it too. By the time I said to the doctor, how's he doing? He said, he's all better. You know, it's different. Young kids, 99.9% young kids have to go back to school. They have to get back. Now, if you look at different states, Michigan, we won the case against her. The only one that was allowed to violate was her husband. Okay, the governor of Michigan. We won the case, Michigan's opening up. Got it because you know what? The Supreme court said it was unconstitutional what she was doing now. Uh, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, some other states all run by Democrats have to open up. I mean, look at New York. It's like a ghost town. New York, what they've done to New York, it's a ghost town.
4: I know. We're Not in to it.
8: mention all of the crime is coming out of Democrat states. Republicans are doing incredibly on crime, on opening, on economic. It's all. Everything coming out, crime and other problems are in Democrat run states. Let's talk, I hope people realize that.
7: Let's talk about taxes, because uh, 50 Cent says he's now going to vote for you in light of the Biden tax. You mean plan, The rapper, the rapper, because Biden says if you make more than four hundred thousand, I'm raising your taxes. What is your tax plan?
8: Well, it's much more than what he's talking about. And I mean, he's what he said is much worse than that. He's going to look at the Wall Street Journal. They just came out today just in terms of of life, sixty five hundred dollars over a short period of time, more they're going to have to pay. He my tax plan was the biggest tax cut in the history of our country and regulation cut but the biggest tax cut in the history of our country he wants to violate that that would take away child tax credit a thousand dollars a child it would take away two thousand five hundred dollars it would take away you know something that will happen if they ever did it energy energy look at you you're buying two dollar a gallon gasoline then nobody thought that was possible that will go to five dollars ten dollars you won't even be able to buy a car you'll go into a depression the likes of which this country has never seen, at least since 1929, who knows? That was a pretty bad one in all fairness. But if he gets in, what they will do is everything, it'll be a disaster. They're gonna double, triple, quadruple your taxes. They actually say we're gonna quadruple. To spend it on the Green New Deal, this ridiculous Green New Deal, which makes no sense, designed by AOC plus three, that had nothing to do didn't even study the environment now they're telling us right. you know about the green new deal no no what they're doing is crazy and their taxes will quadruple they're going to take your guns away. The whole thing is crazy. The whole well, plan is crazy. They this do. The only candidate I've ever seen that runs on the basis that they're going to raise your taxes.
4: And, you know, the, uh, of course, AOC is not the candidate, but he says, say his his energy plan is the framework. It was based on the new Green Deal by Senator Markey and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, which includes retrofitting, I think, every building in the country to make it more environmentally friendly. Uh, And I imagine that they're going to go to the Pentagon to take some of that money because it's just not going to be anywhere else.
8: So they want to take a building and they want to make the windows from nice windows to little windows. Oh, that's just fine. That was my business. I know all about construction. That's wonderful. Let's take your windows out and make them tiny little windows because you're going to save two cents on energy. These people are this is the most important election in the history of our country. And people have to get out and vote because what they want to do is crazy. We will never allow this country to become a socialist nation.
0: Now, one might think, why is it that they want a socialist nation? Think about it. Why is it? Why is it that they are implementing all these things? Why is it that they are, uh, you know, putting us in the position where we're sick where, uh, you know, we uh, are required to abide. We have to have vaccines. We have to do this. We have to do that. And they're also telling us how to think, how to speak, how to walk, how to talk. So that is a question that can be answered with this simple video, which was pretty incredible. So I am so glad someone sent this out. This is really great. Listen to this.
12: This is how important it is and and how, how, how important that we do it quickly. We have to mobilize the same way we did when we entered world war two in 1941. We have to fully mobilize everything we have and put it into changing the energy system over and not just here in the United States, but all over the world. It's going to be the business, business, biggest business project in the history of the world. Fortunes, billions of dollars are going to be made. Hundreds of thousands of people were going to be employed. We're going to have clean air. We're going to have so many benefits from it. It's not going to cost us anything it, once we get going with it. It's not going to cost us anything. Only the people that don't un, don't understand it think it's going to it, – not doing it will be catastrophic. We'll have eight degrees – we'll be eight degrees hotter in 10 – not 10, but in 30 or 40 years. And basically none of the crops will grow. Most of the people will have died and the rest of us will be cannibals. Civilization will have broken down. What the few people are left will be living in a, in, in a failed state like Somalia or Sudan and, and living conditions will be intolerable. The droughts will be so bad. There'll be no more corn growing. It, it will, it, not doing it is suicide, just like dropping bombs on each other. Nuclear weapons is suicide. So we've got to stop doing the two suicidal things which are hanging on to our and, nuclear and, weapons and global. And, and then after that, we've got to, we've got to stabilize the population when I was. Born,
0: so basically if you don't subscribe to climate change, right, you're going to die. First off, you have to subscribe to it because all of this is going to happen. Wait, but he tells you exactly what the concern here is
3: born. There so two, what's wrong with the population? I mean, we're
12: too many people. That's what, that's why we have global warming. We have De- global warming because too many people are using too much stuff. But if there have, were less people, they'd be yeah, using less stuff. If we don't get global warming and the nuclear weapons straight out, we don't have to worry about human rights. Well, All the humans will all be gone.
0: Wait. So we're just too many people. Hmm. That's interesting, right? He told you exactly what it is. It's about controlling the population. And they're trying to instill this fear that there's not enough room. We're all going to die. We're going to eat each other. We're going to kill each other. Mm. Let's go to a quick intermission. I need some coffee. And uh, while I go to that intermission, we're going to listen to this um, great, um, you know, one-man show that pretty much says exactly what's up right now. Here we go.
11: I must have dreamed a thousand dreams Been haunted by a million screams But I can hear the marching feet The moving into the streets Now did you read the news today? They say the dangers come our way, but I can see the fire still alight. The burning into the night. There's too many men, there. there's too many people, making too many problems. But there's not much love to go around. Can't you see this is a land of confusion? Well, this is the world we live in, oh. and these are the hands we give them. Oh. Use them, let's start trying oh. to make it a place for living in. Oh, Superman? Where are you? A bit of steel, a bit of power. A losing control by the hour. This is the time, this is the place, so we live for the future. Well, there's not much love to go round. Tell me why this is a land of confusion. Well, this is the world we live in. Oh hands we're given use them let's start trying to make it a place for The sun was shining, and still the stars are bright, all through the night, and the sound of your laughter as I held you tight so long ago. My generation will put it right, we're not just making promises, but we know we'll never keep. There's too many men, there's too many people, making too many problems, and there's not much love to go around. Can't you see this is a lot of confusion. So this is the world we're living in, oh, and these are the hands we're given. you them and let's stop trying oh, oh, oh. to make it a place worth fighting for. This is the world we're living in, oh, oh, oh. and these are the hands we're given. Oh, oh, oh. Stand up and let's start showing we oh, oh, oh. Just where I, oh.
0: so I love that guy's rendition of the land of confusion. So I've put up there, drop me a postcard. I'll send you back of the stamp that you use. For those of you that um, you know, tip me via PayPal, please email me at Tori at Tori says dot com. If um it didn't generate an invoice, I don't have your address because I know some random people <laughs> that probably haven't, you know, tipped another dollar for a while are gonna be getting something. I'm gonna send you guys something super special. Something that has to do with my little branding logo, not the hey round die, it's 12 0 time. I totally love that. Um and I'm going to be using it. But it's going to be something in regards to time, something that would be valuable, but I'm going to deface it, right? (laughs) And then you can keep it for as long as... um so uh, I am going to, um, I, I put the address there for those of you that watch on Rumble, YouTube, DLive, um, you know, and uh, aren't in the Telegram group. I wanted to put it up there. I've put it up on my Subscribestar and my, um, I mean, I have Patreon. You know, I don't trust Patreon because, you know, they shut people down all the time. So, um so, I I actually have gotten, you know, 67-cent um, tips on articles from around the world. And I sent them, uh, you know, things too. But what I have in store for you, how to break open that old chest. And I'm like, you know what? Why hold on to it? Why not share? Uh, so, it's going to be kind of a little time travel thing of a diggy bump. Uh So... Um, uh, I just wanted to put that out there so you guys know it's uh, the holiday season. Now, keep in mind the holidays are a time that we feel uh, is, it's been hallmarkified, right? I I say that a lot. A lot of things are hallmarkified. But it's a good excuse to be able to enter someone's space with good wishes. Uh, Because unfortunately, we live in a world where if you uh, share good wishes, at times that aren't hallmarkified, um, you know, people kind of tend to be hesitant. So instead of working around it, I think we should work with it and amplify that, uh, amplify, um, uh, communication between people, amplify good between people, amplify our unity globally. Uh, so, uh, this is, uh, the whole purpose of us getting together and, um, sharing love. And, and, you know, when we think of the word love, we think, you know, of what? Think about it. It's one of the most purest forms of emotion. Uh, and it is, it's something that unifies people of all walks of life. I, This president has tried to unify this nation uh, ever since he came down that escalator. And he's tried to unify us to want to compete, to work together, to thrive, to dictate our own economy, to be fair, to be fair. You know, laws are made by the people, supposedly. The people make laws and the reason laws are made are to keep some order that we as a society find are necessary when there are many people involved. I mean, you you even have rules in your house. No leaving coffee spoons on the counter after you stir. I'm a huge violator of that law. Uh, don't know. put the toilet seat down. Um, don't leave your shoes in the middle of the living room. If you take your clothes off, please do not pull your pants down at the front door and leave them there. Take it to the hamper or your closet, please. These are rules that we put in our own home so that way it can function. So basically laws were, in a sense, created by man in their societies in order to dictate and showcase... What is morally acceptable? So it would be not like the rules we have in the house, like don't leave the toothpaste cap off and stuff like that. Uh, For me, that's a law of the land. Uh, Don't leave uncovered food, because I have a 12-year-old Afghani cat that loves to go on counters, so that never happens. But laws like we don't kill each other we allow children to have a good upbringing and if their biological parents cannot if they cease to exist because they die we make sure that they are afforded the same opportunity as another we do not steal from each other we do not condone behavior that causes harm to another. See, free speech is fine and dandy until you shout, you know, bomb in the middle of a movie theater, right? Free speech is fine as long as you don't proclaim, you know, give me your money at the bank teller. It stops there. So these laws that we've created How many of them have we actually created? Because see, laws are one thing and under these laws fall policies. How many of those have we created? Uh, Pretty much none. Other people have. And so those laws have been expanded. Those laws have been misinterpreted, reinterpreted, underinterpreted, and changed right underneath our nose. So what we have to understand and what we need to appreciate is what the president is trying to do, which is unify us and bring light into a lot of dark corners of our society, of our civilization, of our nation. That is obviously reminiscent of that from back in the 1700s, where George Washington was reluctant to come forward, remember? This insane need for power to regulate the people, to regulate population, to regulate a lot of things. See, how do we know this? Well, we can see that they're willing to cheat. Caught on a hot mic. You should listen to this. North Carolina's governor and what he said super crazy.
11: No, I wanted
0: to. Hot mic, guys. Hot mic. Hot mic. Let me play it for you, just so you can see how much power they do not want to forfeit.
11: No, I wanted to, and I want to spend my strong support for you, and
2: I think we're going to all get across the line. I think Cal is going to get across the line, too. I know that's frustrating.
0: So in to essence, you. he says, gonna you know, we're going to drag the disgraced right? Cal Cunningham across the finish line following his affair with the wife of a combat veteran. I know it's frustrating, but we'll get him across. Is that Governor Cooper's way of saying, I don't know, we'll just get it done to Joe Biden? Sounds like it is. Totally sounds like it is, doesn't it? Sounds like a lot of uh, these uh, things, these mobsters. Mm -hmm. Sounds really cray-cray, right? I will get it. I will get him across the line regardless. Now, uh, the president is going to Pennsylvania. Before I finish uh, with his interview, I wanted to remind you something, take you back in time. So we had talked about uh, unions and I had expressed to you how if you're a union worker, your money funds the Democrat Party. I have also mentioned to you many, many times that these unions are corrupt. It's all about quid pro quo. And now it's quid pro Joe. And after Biden's visit uh, to the Commonwealth, And after the electrical the electricians union unanimously endorsed Joe Biden, here's what happened. Give me a sec. Let me make sure the audio is on and powerful Philadelphia union
7: today. Eyewitness News reporter Matt Petrillo is live at IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Union in Spring Garden with more on what happened today. Matt.
13: Well, Natasha, for several hours, we saw FBI agents going in and out of the local 98 union headquarters here behind me. The big question so many people are asking is, is the raid related to the federal indictment involving the union's boss? We watched as federal agents carried out boxes, presumably with evidence in stuff, from the local 98 headquarters here in Spring Garden Friday into unmarked vehicles. Is this related to the indictment? That union lawyer told me no comment, and the FBI is being tight-lipped about its investigation. But we do know this is the second time FBI agents searched the local 98 union headquarters. The first raid happened in 2016. And last year, local 98 union leader John Doherty was federally indicted. The feds alleged Doherty spent thousands of union dollars on personal items. Doherty is also accused of using union money to pay Philadelphia council member Bobby Heenan so he would do his bidding from his seat on city council. Dougherty Heenan and six other co defendants involved all denied the charges. But could Friday's raid be related to the indictment? We asked attorney Jordan Strakowski, who is not affiliated with the case. In public corruption
6: cases, it's common for additional information to come to light through investigation and witness interviews. Here in this case, they're either looking for more evidence to strengthen their cases against Doherty and and Heenan, or they may be looking into new cases altogether. And the
13: FBI would not tell us whether or not today's raid was related to those federal indictments. Reporting live in Spring Garden, Matt Petrillo, CBS3 Eyewitness News.
0: Interesting. Now, I did tell you about Amalgamated Bank, and I want to visit that for a second, because this is where you see how they launder your money for elections. So um, I had written an article back in 2019. I really love this picture. <laughs> George Orwell was right. Some pigs are more, you know, have more rights than others. But the BCCI was one of the biggest uh, laundering uh, schemes ever. Um, remember, it was Clark Clifford, um, who uh, chaired it, he was a national uh, security advisor, Truman, he was White House counsel, he was the chairman of the Intelligence Advisory Board, Secretary of Defense, and he sat there and funneled money, uh, you know, for former presidents. I've written extensively how, uh, you know, these banks, um, this bank has some weird banking setups with New York. But labor unions, See, labor unions are their bread and butter. That is all. That is their bread and butter. These are their leaders. All their leaders are all part of the DNC. It is the Democrat bank. It is not a joke. This is like the way it is. Now, one thing that I made mention is this, is when Amalgamated Bank got caught after this uh, Occupy Wall Street shenanigans that they did, A one person um, bailed them out, and that's our actual Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross. So I put here, if I were the broke DNC, I'd borrow money from the bank that houses all NGOs and charities that support causes that I manufacture, demagoguery, you know, causes. If I were the broke DNC, I'd borrow money from investors like political investments from company like Germany, Ireland, or Luxembourg, just like BCCI did, because this is exactly what Amalgamated Bank does. If I were the broke DNC and someone realized I'd spent all the union money, I would quickly cover it up by losing money. I would tell my bank what money I know I can never move to temporarily flash and appease balance sheets to be written off. That's exactly what they did. And look at that! Uh, after I put that out, uh, you know, and I was talking about it, it was actually September that I did one article, and I'm still looking for it. Uh, it turns out that the DNC took a ten million dollar credit line from Amalgamated Bank, um, and that was from my first article. I'm still trying to revive most of them, so that's one. I also wrote another one that uh, you know it's on Torysays.com. Uh, I wrote another one, which is. Could the union backed loan of 10 million by amount be funding and new possibly and possibly for new violent protests? Look at look at this Alliance for Global Global Justice. These are the things that they've funded before. This is amalgamated bank. This is what they've funded before. Pay attention. These are the companies that they house. Okay. All of these companies are housed and funded. MFA, come on, we know who these people are. All these unions make America Mexico again. Like, then why are you here, right? These are the things that they are actually funding. Now they give credit lines. So for example, the way they work is, say, uh, I want money. So they're like, all right, Tori, here's a million dollars. And they make it look like a loan. But I never pay a loan payment and I never have to pay it back. And it just stays in the red forever. That's exactly how they were caught with the whole Occupy Wall Street. That is how it was caught. That's how they were caught. And this is why I started it. See, Amalgamated Max supports Occupy Wall Street move. They got busted. Right now, if you're a member of a union, they ask you how much you want to separately donate to DNC or crazy, uh, you know, things. Amalgamated Bank, the union run bank that handles the accounts for the victory fund, as well as Clinton's campaign, did not directly address complaints about money being transferred without consent of the state party committees. This is an email to Hillary Clinton by a reporter named Ken Volker. This is this is real stuff. And did you know that Texas taxpayers are their taxes are being used to collect union dues? Did you know that too? That shouldn't that shouldn't be the way it goes. My tax dollars shouldn't be used to collect union dues. It makes absolutely no sense. These are things you need to read. If you're part of a union, you need to understand what your money funds. What it funds. And they're going to get busted. They are getting busted. Again, their failed whistleblower complaint, which was Daniel J. Jones, uh, is all encompassed in this. I'm just saying. This isn't the first time that they've done it. But for, again, like I said it, we the people have no access to news. I mean, how would you know that if I didn't write about it? Who else is talking about it? Nobody. So how would you know there you are paying your union dues because you have a union rep. So you feel they can't fire you unless you're conservative. You watch that drop you like a hot potato. Um, I'm just saying, like, these are the things you need to know, but we don't have news. Again, I'm telling you, the First Amendment does not apply to CNN, to Fox, to OANN, to to CBS, to ABC, to anybody, because it's not the First Amendment covers free speech. Their speech is not free. It's paid for by interests, period. So you would never know this, and this is uh, this is over a year old. Me like filing with the SEC and me raising questions. Why was why is Wilbur Ross the one that bailed out Amalgamated Bank? I mean, he was always the guy that would swoop in where companies would be like going belly up. You know, he was like the angel death, the the angel of death investor. Right, you're dying, I'll buy it. So he covered their debts so they don't go under, and he's our Secretary of Commerce. Right now. So that's very concerning. I mean, has that come up that he's actually helped the DNC continue that he bailed them out during the Obama administration for their shenanigans? It's a question we should all ask. So he is a angel of death investor, right? You're dying. He comes in. He bailed amalgamated bank out because they had 60 days to tell the government, why those loans haven't been paid. Now, you might say, ooh, that puts them in a pickle. Actually, it just helped them force people to give them money to cover it up because they were out of money. Your union dollars don't exist except for being on a computer. They have taken all your union dollars. You have zero dollars invested in. Period. I'm telling you that it's all fiat numbers on there. And you're still paying. And we need to get to the bottom. These unions are so fake. They don't care about you. They don't care about anything. And of course, the media doesn't care about you. They are criminals. And here is the video where our president called them out the way he should. It's criminal for them not reporting on the Hunter Biden story. Criminal because it's their job. Speaking to the press.
9: You don't understand, I understand well. You don't understand, and you never have understood. Is this election gonna be a repeat of 2016? I think so, I think we'll do better than 2016. We're way ahead of where we were in 2016, and I've done things that nobody's ever done. We built the greatest economy in the world, and we're building it rapidly again. If you look at Arizona, you look at the job they've done, and i'm just leaving other states that i mean every one of these republican-run states are doing phenomenally the democrat-run states are not but they're not going to affect our numbers very much i think they're going to open up on november 4th they'll be opening up on november 4th and by the way the fact that kristen welker is you know a died in the wall radical-left-democrat, or whatever she is. Okay. Okay, then ask, why are you defending her? Then ask her, why did she delete her account? Would you please have her put her account back? And you know what, it's not going to affect, I know you want to stick up, it's not going to affect me, I'm going to be there. But you know, I told you about the last one, and I was right. And I told you about Savannah Guthrie, and I was right. And I'm telling you about Kristen Welker. Kristen Welker should put all of her statements back on. She deleted her entire account. She shouldn't do that.
7: With what? the moderator be able to turn off the what? I
9: have no idea. Uh, I'm doing this. What am I doing to prepare? I'm doing this. i I've, I've done very well in debates, and you know, you do what you do. You just do what you do. You The last debate, I had two on one. I usually have two on one at least, and I did well on the last debate, and we did well with Savannah Guthrie based on reports. But all you can do is, look, you know, you go around, we do interviews with you. This is like, I call this debate prep. This is actually tougher than a debate, if you want to know the so, truth. Will you do the
11: testing before the debate, and will you authorize... Were you the testing before the debate, and will Fantastic. you... Yes, the COVID testing. And will you authorize your doctors to tell us when... Sure, you I would it have no last. problem
9: with it. I'm not only am I free, positive, or whatever, what would you call it? I'm totally free, right? Not only am I free, I'm immune, they say they say if you've had it you're immune now the question is are you immune for four months or for the rest of your life that's the only thing we don't know Do you
11: authorize your doctors to tell you when you tested negative last before sure, the last is that event? very
9: important to you you yes, seem sure to be is. so intent but if it's so important to you why is it so important to you
11: because we want to know how long know you may why. have been why we want to know if you followed the rules. Know, but why is it so, so important to you? Important you, to you? Look at the dedication. Yeah, my
9: doctors have already given it. We're you know, my doctor. doctors have given more information than has been given we're on any human doctor. being in the history of the world. What? The campaign strategy seems to be... <laughs> <laughs> to call Biden a criminal why is that he is a criminal he's a criminal he got caught read his laptop and you know who's a criminal you're a criminal for not reporting it you are a criminal for not reporting it let me tell you something Joe Biden is a criminal and he's been a criminal for a long time and you're a criminal and the media for not reporting it good luck everybody have a good time
0: that's what's up that's what's up there we go that's what's up it's 12-0 time that is what's up. He's a criminal. He's always been a criminal. Period. That's what's up. We need a lot more of that. Start out. You're calling him a criminal. Totally is. Because he's been robbing the nation blind. He's been selling our nation to the highest bidder. In the meantime, there's newly released Trump audio, and Mark Meadows is going to react to that for us. Now, Take a listen to this and you know what is up with this? What is I'm sorry. Maybe you can help me on that as you watch this.
10: Oh, so who's here? White House Chief of Staff for the first time. Hey Mark, it's great to have you on for the first time in the show. It's good to see you.
5: Thank
0: you.
10: Hey. Let's take care of this headline. I hate to hit you hard with this one. Reports (laughs) coming out of DC that the president, (laughs) the president is denying that he said he wants to fire you after the election. What's (laughs) going on down there?
14: Well, let me just tell you, there's all kinds of report. The drama gets big, but I can tell you the president and I enjoy not only a a good relationship, but a great relationship. We're going to continue to work together. Uh, We're going to win this election. And more importantly, we're going to deliver on behalf of the American people. Uh, He is on message, but he's also over the target in making sure that the American people understand that there's one candidate who has fought for them and will continue to fight for them. And that's Donald J. Trump.
10: Did you suggest that the Trump campaign should sue Twitter over censorship because it suppressed the Hunter Biden story? Is that what you suggested?
14: Well, obviously, we see that that election interference uh, is really more what Twitter and Facebook seems to be about in the last few days than it is about making sure that it's a, a impartial platform that other people can uh, post information on. So uh, the Senate is right to go ahead and have some of these people come in and and uh, actually. Uh, Testify before the Senate and finally uh, confess What we've all known is listen, there's an inherent bias by these social media companies against some conservatives. I was one of four congressional conservatives that Twitter went after uh, years ago. And yet what they're finding now is they're gonna have a bipartisan backlash. And so whether it's it's the, the administration suing them, whether it's FEC complaints or whether it's congressional action, I think that we'll all come together. I think a perfect place for that would be uh, in December when we actually look at some additional funding measures. Let's go ahead and revoke uh 230 proposition there uh, where we don't give them the liability protection that so many of these companies have enjoyed. It's time that we let the trial attorneys go after them and put them out of business.
10: All right. Let's talk about this audio—the of Trump phone call with campaign staffers that came out today. He's talking about a victory. He really went hard after. He went after Dr. Fauci, slamming the Bidens' criminal quote criminal enterprise, slamming the media for getting stories wrong. Um, also, this—we're we're just watching the polls coming in, sir. And um, you know, it looks like it, some of the polls we understand there's questions about who they're sampling. We get that, but the national average of nine polls. Shows that it is neck and neck. Reince Priebus, former Trump staffer, said it is neck and neck, that there's concern that the president, his rhetoric is too heated, too hot, uh, too vituperative, that the pandemic moms, the former soccer moms, or, or that the president is worried about losing the suburban vote. What do you say to that?
14: well i can tell you that the polls that we're looking at both internal and even some of those public polls that are tightening right now the closer we get to the election it's amazing how these suppression polls uh get less uh i guess uh extreme in terms of their measuring. Uh, Everything is tightening. Uh, Listen, this is all about turnout, but I can tell you this. The president has been very consistent. We need to make sure that we have a therapeutic. We need to make sure that the very drugs that he was able to be treated with uh, as the president of the United States are available to everyone. We need to make sure that those emergency youth authors authorizations get uh, actually uh, completed and approved uh, so that Americans have some kind of result. Listen, uh, Joe Biden doesn't really have a plan for the coronavirus. He, he thinks that we ought to be locking people down, mandating uh, masks, and, and that's his plan. That's not a plan. That's what he's been doing for the last nine months, and it hasn't done anything. And so here's the time that we really need to focus on looking forward. This president has delivered. He continues to deliver. Listen, the president is not a politician. He's a business guy. He, He gets paid for getting things done. And you may not appreciate the style, but I certainly love the results.
10: I hear what you're saying. Now, are we going to see a new COVID-19 relief bill with Nancy Pelosi by her deadline that she's put up of tomorrow? Uh, Is Nancy Pelosi moving the goalposts on this COVID relief? Is she moving the goalposts on it?
14: Well, she's been moving the goalposts for 90 days. You know, I served four terms in Congress, and I never had an October 20th deadline for anything. So this arbitrary deadline that the speaker put forth uh, is really something more about her playing politics and trying to blame President Trump for not dealing with uh, this COVID relief package. Let me tell you, he has not only instructed secretary Mnuchin and myself to continue to stay at the table and try to go ahead and give concessions. We have given concessions over and over and over again. There's one person who really hasn't conceded anything over the last 60 days, which has been speaker Pelosi. At the same time, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we can get there. The president has shown great flexibility, but it's time that we get some relief to the American people those that are hurting through no fault of their own this pandemic was uh, was brought to us via china it wasn't anything that uh, the american people brought up, uh, upon themselves so it's time that we actually get them some relief
10: well she wants national testing standards she wants a national standard on masks uh, on treatment, um, you know, Secretary Mnuchin said Pelosi and the Democrats don't want to give a victory to President Trump. And you, you see that rhetoric and that, you know, coming out of Nancy Pelosi. And then you see the governor of Illinois, who was criticized for his state's shutdown. The governor of Illinois is blaming Trump for his state's shutdown. When you see that those headlines, what's your first reaction?
14: Well, the governor of Illinois couldn't find the facts if, if if it were right there in front of his face. You know, it's it's like uh, blaming uh, someone being overweight on Twinkies. I mean, you know, at, at the same time, here's what we have to make sure of: is the governor of Illinois is a partisan hack that continues to not represent the people of Illinois in a proper manner, and so anything that he talks about is really not based on facts. Let's let's go ahead and and circle into exactly what the president continues to do. He continues. Continues to challenge me as well as others to make sure that the health, safety and welfare of the American people are put first. And even in his rallies, you know, he talks about we're going to make America safe again. Well, it's all about safety. He's going to he's committed to do that. He's called us to have all hands on deck to do that. You know, but any uh, listen, any any comments from the Illinois governor uh, governor is seen as really comments from the peanut gallery. And they're, they're not really uh, thought of in a. Uh, Uh, a full and respected way here at the White House.
10: I hear what you're saying. What's going to be the price tag on COVID-19 relief? Because 8 million more people.
0: Yeah, so I'm tired of her and this interview. It's it's. It's from here on over. It just goes uh, into this circular motion of stuff that we've heard about. Pelosi doesn't want to give money. If people get Trump bucks, they'll be elated. And we can't have that before the elections. She is such a bore. I am tired of her. So uh, let's see the end of this interview that our president had. Super nice. Super simple. And tell me your thoughts on it. I'll be watching the chat, okay? Tell me your thoughts on it.
8: And that's what they're trying to do.
6: Mr. President, if I may, I'd love to return to the coronavirus pandemic for one more moment. I want to ask you about this back and forth you had yesterday with Dr. Anthony Fauci. It's certainly a doctor, a scientist's job to give you their impression, their opinion on what should be done. It's a president's job to balance all the competing interests. But the American people seem to trust Dr. Fauci and many of the things he said, and yet you guys have had a rough back and forth at least over the last 24 hours. You suggesting if you'd listen to Dr. Fauci.
0: Stop for a second. Uh, can you guys tell me, do you trust Dr. Fauci? I want to just see the answer. Okay. So I've got 2,300 across many, many platforms right now all saying no. So <laughs> I don't even see one yes. So Let's see D Live too. I don't, uh, okay. No. The response, hell no. Okay. So where are they getting their information that Fauci is trusted? Nobody trusts Fauci. Hmm. Where are they getting the same? It's like the fake polls, right? <laughs> Fauci, they trust him. Fake polls. Faux
6: Fauci. Fauci, half a million people would have died. Why the back and forth with Dr. Fauci?
8: No, I get along with him very well. He's a Democrat. He's actually a very good friend of the Cuomo family. He's a, But he's been there for a long time. I leave him there. And he's a nice guy, but he's been wrong. First of all, he said, don't wear masks, very strong. I'm sure you have that clip. He said, don't wear masks. He said many things. He said, let the Chinese, let let the people from China that are heavily infected, let them come in. He admits that he was wrong on that. And he admits that I saved thousands of lives. And it's good if people trust him, but it's not that the people... Uh, reporters like him because they think he's against me. He's not really against me, but he did say something that we kept him off television and yet we allowed him to do 60 minutes the other night. He couldn't do it without our approval. So how do we keep him off television? But by the way, do 60 minutes. Look, he's a nice guy. He's got a really bad arm not a good baseball thrower, but he's a nice guy. The only thing I say is uh, he's a little bit, sometimes not a team player, but He is a Democrat and um, I think that he's just fine. It's a view, we have other Scott Atlas is fantastic, but they go after him so much, he has a different view. By the way, everybody has a different view, different views sure. on everything. Doesn't mean they're wrong or they're bad people, but people have different views. But to be clear, and Mr. Ultimately, President- I make the decisions. Of course. And we've saved millions of lives by the decisions I've made. We closed up our country in the midst of the greatest economic boom in history. And saved millions of lives. Now but, it's opening. So we did we did the right thing, and we're doing much better than Europe, and we're doing much better than everyone else. And our recovery is the strongest in the world. But
6: to be clear, Mr. President, are you and Dr. Fauci at odds? You said you are not. No, but I'm you're not t- at
8: odds. I like him. I think he's a terrific guy.
7: All right, Mr. President, let's talk about law and order because that is something that we're all thinking about this day and age. In these democratic cities, you have like Portland and you have Seattle, New York City. We've seen riots take place, uh, protests take place. If you win and um, the people who did not vote for you go out in the streets and um, we see a lot of what we saw a few months ago, how do you plan on handling that? Because um, it worries people and businesses are at stake.
8: They shouldn't be worried. We're for law and order. And if we win, they'll be exhausted. They've had it. They'll be exhausted. They've been.
7: What if they're not? What if they're I won not? last
8: time and they spied on my campaign and they tried to overthrow the president. And if it wasn't me with phony stories like Russia, Russia, Russia. And now here goes shift again, shifty shift again. You know that the, the laptop was done by Russia. Biden laptop was conceived of and done by russia right i mean people get it i mean you gotta understand what this is these people are i don't even say sick there's they're horrible horrible liars it's a terrible thing shift is a danger to our country fortunately we have a dni director john ratcliffe who's a fantastic man And he put that out very, very quickly. He's in charge of the whole ball game. And he put it out very, very quickly. No, no, they are exhausted. If we win, they're going to be exhausted. And it's going to come together. You know what brings it together success. And we were coming together i've explained this over the last few months we were coming together so beautifully Uh, the best employment rates and unemployment rates african-american hispanic american asian-american women diplomas no diplomas mit plus and no mit plus everybody was doing great and we were getting calls from let's say the other side people that you would least expect how do we get together and I was saying it to them, and it was all great. And then the plague came in from China, and, and we had to go back to the drawing boards. Right. But success was bringing it together, and we're going to have that success. Next year is going to be a very successful year. Unless somebody comes in and raises your taxes by four times or, and more, right. that's going to kill it. So everyone's going to leave all these companies that I brought back in because of the taxes. They're all going to go back to where they came from. They're all going to leave our country.
4: So Kirstie Alley was on with Sean Hannity last night and she came out and said, you know, I'm going to support President Trump again. And she got all this type of backlash and personal attacks. Here's what she said.
5: I like that Trump has a lot of energy. I like that he he has more energy than any human being I've actually ever seen. And I think that Mm -hmm. the big thing that I was mentioning in that tweet was that I'm really tired of career politicians. I'm tired of paying people to do nothing and take way too long to do it. And she got blowback. Your thoughts?
8: Well, I think she's great. And I've always liked her. And I I just think she's got courage. You know, she's Hollywood. She did very well in Hollywood, by the way, really well. But I think she's great. And I think she has
4: great hair. OK, right. and uh, Mr. President, just to follow up, uh, Would you look at, when you look at your election now, where you're at in 2016 and where you're at in 2020, a lot of people see a lot of similarities in the big picture, considering everything that's gone on with the pandemic, the impeachment of uh, Facebook, Twitter. Would this be a bigger, harder win than your first one if you're able to pull it out?
8: No, it's easier. And we're way ahead of where we were, by the way, especially when you see numbers that are coming in. And we know now for a fact we're way ahead because numbers are coming in. No, uh, look, this election was over until the plague came in from China. We were so far ahead. The economy was the best ever. You know that. I mean, you you know that. But this election was over. Then the plague came in and it affected you know, this country. And it affected many other countries. Look at other countries where a leader was doing a good job and, you know, the plague came in and many of those people are gone. Not their fault. it's They're gone or they were hurt or they were, you know, not the same. I had to go back to work and I've gone back to work. And we've done an incredible job, both with COVID. We saved millions of lives. You know, the press doesn't want to give us credit for that, just like they cover up for Biden's incompetence and for Biden's theft. And
0: not only that, I just wanted to just share something with you. I saw it on my, my daughter actually sent this to me. Guys, just watch this. You know, she's, she's going to be 15 in a couple days. So this is freshman high school. And I'm going to share this tweet. So she was asked, it's like as if they're targeting children. They're asking them who they would vote for if they could. Wow. Wow polarizing and targeting students. I mean, she's already been hit, but wow, right? This is how horrible it is. Why would a public school ask children who can't vote who they who they would vote for if they could? That is disgusting.
8: And all of the things that have gone on, they don't want to give us any any kind of credit, but that's okay. We are doing great. The reason this is easier, because we have a great track record. If we didn't have a great track record, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now.
7: Mr. President, I know you probably already heard Rush Limbaugh talking about his cancer progressing yesterday. Um, I listened right. to it last night. Just in case the audience hasn't heard it, let's play a little bit of it.
8: It's tough to realize that the days where I, do not think I'm under a death sentence, are over. It's a blessing when you wake up. It's a stop everything and thank God moment.
7: So, Mr. President, um, who's the next voice for conservatives when it comes to radio?
8: Well, before we even talk about the next voice, there's never going to be a voice like Rush. You know. know, Rush was with me. I didn't know Rush at all. You know i wasn't really into this world i was doing other things and i didn't know rush but i heard about his 39 million people the biggest anywhere and the most powerful and all that but i didn't know him. and all of a sudden you know i started getting word that there's this man rush limbaugh who's so supportive of you from the day i came down the escalator he was supportive of me i didn't have to talk to him i didn't have to meet with him and wine him and dine him he was just with us because he liked what i was saying and I became friendly with him. He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the biggest award you can get. That and the Congressional Medal of Honor. And Rush is an incredible man. His wife, Catherine, incredible people. And the, he is putting up a fight like, you know, this has been going on for a long time. I mean, he didn't ha- have exactly a great prognosis when he heard about it. And this is now taking it to the next level, what he said yesterday. But he is an incredible man. And... uh it's That's very sad to hear that, however, he will continue to fight. That's the one thing I know about him. He's incredible,
0: now, I wanted to say something on that. I uh, can completely feel for rush completely. Um, it is very devastating uh, when you know your time is up. I mean, we know that the clock starts ticking the minute we, you know, come out of our moms. But it's different when you know that, you know, there's no going back. It's just a matter of time. And it, it was horrible to see just how many responses. I mean, I, I would retweet the responses and then block them because I didn't want to see that bad energy. But it, 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 it broke my heart because I, I'll be honest with you, When I see Joe Biden, I can't stand him. I know the crimes he's committed. I know what he's done against the people, the crimes against humanity, against children. And yet I can't turn off the part where I feel sorry for him. I do. I feel sorry for him that he doesn't know where he is, that he can't tie a shoe, that he needs someone to guide him. I do. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him as a parent that his, you know, um, child is, you know, being shown with crack pipes, you know, because that's a hurt soul, regardless how terrible and what they've done. I can't help but feel for them. And when has the world lost compassion? I mean, no matter how corrupt, how horrible they are. That, there's got to be that little portion of compassion that we should feel, even for the most evil people. And I, when I tell you this, I am struggling with that every single day on a personal level because I feel the compassion and I don't want to. So I feel bad. Because I've gotten news just like he has. And all he has to do is have faith. And just accept it is what it is sometimes, right? Sometimes you just have to say it is what it is. Now, I can't believe that they ask, like, who's going to be the next voice. That's disgusting. First of all, the president doesn't dictate who the next voice is. The people do. And that's how it moves along. Kind of like, okay, let me just say something on this. So the other day I was um, getting my eyebrows done and I had my headphones in and I wanted to listen to stuff. And that is when, you know, I get that, you know, few minutes. It's like, what, 30 minutes max. Yeah, I have a lot of eyebrow. And um, I think I paid just a dollar a minute of just tuning out and just relaxing. Anyway, So I listened to snippets and I love listening to George Nori. And I don't know if you guys listen to George Nori. I love him. I mean, sometimes the people he has on there. Anyway, so there was like a 15 minute clip of this guy that went on his show and was talking about how he killed gray aliens and had a piece of them on a samurai sword. And I found that, I found that story so much fun to listen to. But then there was someone else filling in for George Norrie and it was some woman. I think her name was Willis. She didn't have a voice that I wanted to hear. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't right for me and it agitated me. So I just kept like, you know, with, with my, with my thumb trying to skip, skip, skip. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but they're like, uh, swapping you know people in there to replace and you know the old George Norrie show with Art Bell was a lot more sexier in the sense of attracting scientists to listen uh because uh it um Tied it back to things that were more grounded. You know, I really did, though, love that story about the guy uh, that bought a ranch in Arizona and had gray aliens and that they're real and they're mean and that he had a samurai sword and had a piece of it. And then he was like, yeah, you know, I just put their body parts in a freezer. (laughs) He was like, how many of you killed? How many bodies do you have in a freezer? I totally enjoyed that show. I'm just saying. But I did listen to someone that stepped in. And even though the content of the uh, talk uh, was fascinating, I just couldn't listen because it wasn't something I, the the voice didn't go for me. Does that make sense? Oration, oration. So it, you know, being a good orator um, is not something you learn. It's something that you can emanate A lot of people uh, like listening to Rush because uh, the frequency that he emanates his speech with is great. And there are some times that you can't listen to Rush because he's so pissed and so angry that you're just like, yeah, I need to turn it off because it's not making me feel good. Right. Um, So I just wanted to say it's all about energy. You know that uh, Abraham Lincoln during his Gettysburg speech. the people were so mesmerized with his speech, not so much just the words, but how it came out that the voice literally reached out of his mouth and into the soul of the person to make them want to grow USA flags out of their ass, grab the guns and say America. Right. And that is, a skill that, that, that few have. I mean, even the guy that was taking photographs of Lincoln, kid you not, was so busy listening and so pulled into it that by the time he actually finished (laughs) setting up for his picture, all he did was grab the top of his head in a crowd because he was busy listening. And that's another thing about our president. We like to listen to him. Because he wears his heart on the sleeve and it comes out in your voice. You can tell when someone's talking shit from their voice. You can tell when someone's sincere from their voice. You can hear it. Now, radio will be the frontier again. And keep that in mind. And this is probably why they're itching at it. So I just wanted to say I was a little bit taken back with them asking him that. That was wrong.
4: So, uh, Mr. President, from here on in, there you got 14 days left. Your camp says you have got to have a minimum to as many as five events a day uh, in order to get this victory. Do you believe do you believe that it's going to be one in these next 14 days or do you believe to a degree that this is done already.
8: I think we're in great shape. I mean, you know, I really do. You've seen it, uh, Brian, you've seen it. And, and by well, the way, see the crowd, Mr. President. show, everyone. You're no. doing great. And Will, you're doing great on Saturday. Thanks, Mr. Good to have you there. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Great, President, really good.
4: I see the polls like but, North Carolina, dead heat, no, uh, ch- dead Arizona hand? trailing a little, Florida, a couple of points I off, Michigan yeah. eight. What are you seeing?
8: So we're up in Florida, way up. We're up in uh, North Carolina all you have to do is look at the numbers. I mean, we're way up or, or we're up, but I think we're substantial. Pennsylvania's pretty even. We got a ruling yesterday that was ridiculous where they can count ballots after the election's over. What kind of a thing? So what does that mean? We're going to wait till after November 3rd and start announcing states. It's crazy. But we got a, a strange ruling from the Supreme Court yesterday. It was very strange. But I think we're doing great. The rallies... Are rallies like in history, there have never been. And I think I can say this very clearly. Many people have said it. Many of the enemy have said it. We are having rallies the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. Arizona, Michigan, no matter where we're going, North Carolina. we are having rallies Florida we had a rally nobody's ever seen anything like it there has never been rallies with this kind of love and this kind of numbers i mean we're 40, 000, thirty thousand, and sometimes we give them a one-day notice that we end up and you look at biden the other day at a rally at four people show up four people you know they go in the circles they stand in the middle of that very nicely done circle i have to say the person that puts it up is very good but uh, no, we're having rallies the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. It's
6: Mr. Incredible. President, you're in a unique position. You're in many unique positions on Thursday night at the debate. You're going to get a chance to ask Joe Biden about core packing and Antifa questions. Nobody least has the opportunity to ask him. I hope to hear the answers. But you seemed a little disappointed earlier in the show when you said all they ever ask about is his favorite milkshake. So after 40 minute interview and I don't know, two dozen questions, do you want to tell us what your favorite milkshake flavor is?
8: Yeah, I would. And in about a year or two, when everything is so perfect, I'm going to let you answer that or ask me that question. And (laughs) I'm going to give you the nicest answer. You know why? Because I'd love to have a question like that. But in the meantime, we're in the middle of a battle that we have to win. But it is very unfair when they – here's a guy who's involved in the second biggest scandal, because I considered spying on my campaign to be the biggest. This could supersede it, maybe. You know, this this could supersede it. But he he's committed crimes. He's a criminal. He's committed crimes. And they ask him about a milkshake. What's what flavor? What flavor ice cream do you like? I never had a question like that. And and they also they give him the questions and he reads the answer off computers. That's never happened to me. I mean, Brian, to the best of my knowledge, Brian, you've never done that with me. Do you agree with it? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm
4: just looking through my notes here. I've never found out. Uh, I never found out those uh, those personal choices that you make. it usually done year. behind Mr. closed you, doors. You have to wait
8: another year, Brian. Right.
7: Mr. President, are you nervous about Thursday?
8: No, I'm not nervous. Look, I've been doing it. We've been doing really well. Uh, it's very unfair. The moderator's very unfair. I know her so well. I mean, I know her so well. And uh, it's it's a very, it's a stacked deck. It's incredible. And I think one of the reasons that I do have a certain popularity and that we do have these tens of thousands, 25,
2: 40,000
8: people showing up to rallies, I really think they appreciate the fact that I fight back. Because I'm fighting against like these I'm fighting the Democrat Party, the fake news media, the lamestream media, which mostly and and I congratulate you people, but mostly is on that side. And nobody even knows why. And it's been like that for decades. It's not, you know, me. I I may have exacerbated it because we've had victory. But, you know, and now on top of it, big tech. I mean, you have to see big tech. You put something out. They cancel it. They cancel. look what they did to Charlie Kirk. How good is Charlie? Kirk? They are I mean, he's sort of mainstream, but he's conservative, but he's mainstream and they want to ruin him. These people are bad people.
4: And, and Mr. President, and I have one have have last question Section for you.
8: 230, I've Section 230. Section 230. Yeah, I have I've, um,
4: one last question for you. I have watched three huge parades through Long Island, one through Fifth Avenue uh, and I'm, no one's organizing it. They're just organizing it through social media. Right. And they want you to push to win New York. I asked for the poll numbers. It says you're trailing by 20. With everyone out of the city because of what a hellhole it's become. And with this passion on Long Island and upstate New York, do you want to give a chance at New Do you want to give a shot at New York?
8: I do. I really do. And even, I don't know if you saw the other day, I was in California. Did you see the crowd in California? It was 100%. And it was massive the police said they've never seen anything like it because look california's run badly new york has run horribly with cuomo and what they do and what's happened and a lot of people have left for florida they've left for other places i think you know traditionally you can't win that's why it's very tough for a republican to win you can't win new york california illinois so three big states all of them have run badly and New York has run so badly. And I say, why would I lose New York? You know, and now upstate New York, Long Island, all those areas I win by a landslide. It's only that core. And that core is rotting because of bad management, bad politics. The core of New York is rotting and people have left. And no, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. They say you can't as a Republican and it hasn't happened for many decades. But I'm going to give it a shot. I think you're 100 percent right, Brian.
7: All right, Mr. President, thank you so much.
8: Thank Thank you all. Thank you very much. All right. All
0: right. That was a great interview. As you saw, his vocal cords cleared up right afterwards. I just wanted to end the show with a little bit of actual reporting here in respects to Biden. And (laughs) it was on Fox and Friends. So let me just find the right thing. We don't need to watch commercials. Damn it. stupid scrolling thing. There we go.
13: We know that this whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes
2: from the Kremlin. Let me be clear. The intelligence community.
0: Yeah, it's coming from the Kremlin. <laughs> I asked Schiff to translate the stuff from Russian because I couldn't read it. No response.
2: He doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true.
4: The director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, yesterday pushing back on House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff's claim that the Hunter Biden story is part of a Russian disinformation campaign ahead of the presidential election. Here to discuss this is New York Post op-ed editor and columnist sorab Amari. Rob, where did this come from? The Russian disinformation, it's always a concern. But how does a Russian pick up a laptop, sign Hunter, Hunter Biden's name to it? And why does the guy who runs the, the uh, computer repair shop call the FBI? How does Russia get involved in that?
15: Brian, this has been part of a surging pattern of paranoia for the past four years where uh, Democrats, um, liberals, whenever they, they lose elections, it's the Kremlin's doing. Whenever there's bad reporting on a Democratic figure, it's the Russians doing. Whenever the snacks are missing in the fridge the following morning, it's the Russians doing and not midnight snacking. So um, it's it's just frankly ridiculous in this case. And, I, you know, of, cu- of course, at, at the Post, we're, we're so gratified to see the director of national intelligence um, reaffirm that this was not Russian disinformation. This is solidly deeply reported material, and more corroborated than any number of anti-Trump stories that appeared over the past four years. What Mike Emanuel and others have been doing is
4: looking at the email addresses and saying, hey, is this your email exchange? And they're saying, yes, and we're putting it up as we get it, as confirmed it, as you are too. I can understand personal addresses not being public, but when someone, if your opinion gets shelved, I wanna find out the explanation. But if emails are proved authenticated, And they're not up there. That, to me, shows an incredible bias. Can you lead to any other conclusion?
15: None other. Look, uh, someone asked me recently, do you stand by our reporting? I said, yes, of course we do. And so do uh, Joe and Hunter Biden. Neither of them has said that this uh, emails are inauthentic. Neither of them has said the drive doesn't belong to us. So
0: So that is fact. They have not uh, disputed the facts. Uh, they just say, this is just a part of an attack. Didn't say that it's not true. Right. They didn't say it. So uh, today we had some really big change happen. We have the justice department going after Google. Now, a lot of people may think that's a big, nothing. It is a very big deal. We have, uh, more of this day coming as well. It's going to be quite an interesting day because it kicked off with Google and I'm interested to see what else happens. I'm a little bit upset that, you know, 50 Cent is, uh, you know, running uh, the show in regards to public discourse. I mean, you didn't want to be 25 Cent. And someone smart in the chat said, well, he wanted to be a dollar, not 50 Cent. Um but we're going to be seeing more today. That should be quite interesting. It is ten twenty, and uh, it is the day that something. Well, it already. Well, part of it already did. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I want to show you a short thirty-second clip. John um, or anyone else in the By um, that was just tweeted out. It's probably created by someone and then tweeted out by this person. usual story, of course.
2: Joe Biden said, I have never discussed with my son or anyone else in to do with their businesses, period.
14: That's a lie. Emails show Joe Biden met with Hunter's Ukrainian business associate. And Hunter sought millions of dollars from a Chinese energy company for his family, including the big guy. This is a smoking gun. Joe Biden sold America out to make his family rich. Don't let him do it again.
0: Huh. Joe Biden
2: said, I have never discussed with my son or anyone else anything having to do with their business.
0: So he's lied right there, right? But he's not disputing the evidence that is at hand, which are the emails that say it. So we'll see if Fitty sent is going to drop from the discussion and more of this should be coming out. Now, I want you guys to know that whatever life throws at any of us as a nation, we should be very grateful for it because it is through that that we experience change. And just be grateful for what has happened what is happening today, so that way we can envision the tomorrow that we want. It's very, very important because many people will tell you that our government, the relationship between uh, you know us and the government is the same as a monarchy, that it is part of a state. It's not. It's not. Because one has to think that the monarchy and press are one and the same. And here we have a press that is aligning with one ideology, which tells you that we are not a free nation. We haven't been for a very, very long time. This is the problem. People will sell you the idea that having a ruling government is the best way to go forward. And people will reinforce that government in general across the world are monarchies, aristocracies, and democracies. But those three are damn. Democracy, aristocracy, monarchy, they're all horrific. It's a republic that is what we are. And that is what we need to ensure we continue being. We are a republic. We are not governed. We govern. And it's time that we move move forward and embrace that. We do not accept to be governed. We govern. That is key for us. That is key for us to understand. We have to understand that. Because once you understand that you are the shareholder, indeed the shareholder of this nation, then nothing can stop you. We are an unstoppable America if we are united. Remember that. So on that note, God bless everyone. I'll see you tomorrow late for sure. I'll probably tweet out around what time I'll be on, uh, depending on when I get back. But don't forget, the best is yet to come.
9: I am here as your president to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten, and Mount Rushmore will stand forever as an eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. We are the nation that gave rise to the Wright Brothers, Harriet Tubman, George Patton, the great Louis Armstrong, Elvis Presley, Ella Fitzgerald. We settled the Wild West, one two world wars, landed American astronauts on the moon. Centuries from now our legacy will be the cities we built, the champions we forged, the good that we did, and the monuments we created. America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes are embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies And gentlemen, the best is yet to come.